Never did I look forward and see 100 episodes in my future. Never did I see so many guests. I didn't even actually know if I would have guests at the beginning. And that ended up being one of the most unbelievable parts of my last two years, making these connections with these brilliant women in so many different industries, but all super moms and amazing. And it's just been such a treat. And it has been such an honor to be in your ears every single week. Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend, welcome to episode number 100 of the Secrets of Supermom show. OMG, y'all, we have hit 100 episodes. Do you know what that actually means? Literally, every week for nearly two years, I have created a podcast just for you. 70 guests, tens of thousands of downloads, over 4,000 minutes of Supermom Secrets, and here we are, 100 episodes. It feels wild and magical and exciting and crazy, It feels so big to me. It just feels so big. 70 amazing humans willing to sit down and share all their secrets with us. And and there are so many more to come, y'all, in 2023. 2023 does not disappoint. Thousands of you spending precious time listening. It is just humbling. I am thrilled. And I am also just so grateful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for following along. Some of you from the very beginning, thank you, thank you, thank you. I remember very distinctly when this started, I had just put my book, Secrets of Supermom, out into the world. And so it was actually out live available for purchase. And I thought, how can I continue to share all the cool information in this book, right? How can I share this? How can I share this differently? And I thought, I think I could totally do a podcast. I think this will be great. So I remember sitting on the floor in my closet with this new mic that I didn't really know how to use and just going for it. It was not perfect. It was not elegant, but it was me and it was out there and it was officially out in the world. Never did I look forward and see 100 episodes in my future. Never did I see so many guests. I didn't even actually know if I would have guests at the beginning. And that ended up being one of the most unbelievable parts of my last two years, making these connections with these brilliant women in so many different industries, but all super moms and amazing. And it's just been such a treat. And it has been such an honor to be in your ears every single week. So it's 100. We're going to do something special and we're going to do something a little bit different. So this week, we do not have a guest. This is a special rapid fire, ask me anything episode with all of your burning questions. So thank you to those of you that submitted questions. We are going to dive into those in just a second. But before we dive in, I want to share that there is a super secret podcast series coming. I created it just for you and it kicks off January 1st. So starting the first of the year and for five days, I'm going to be walking you step-by-step through my proven process to cast a vision for your best year ever. Maybe you have big dreams and goals and you actually want to put that vision into action this year. Maybe you've been putting your dreams on the back burner for way too long. Maybe you have done everything but something for you 
and this is your year. And maybe you have forgotten how to dream altogether. You have forgotten even how to do that because work and home responsibilities have taken over everything and you haven't cast that bigger vision. It does not matter where you're starting. This secret five-day podcast series is for you. You can go to secretsofsupermom.com forward slash secret podcast to get the private links so that you get the links. It will not be on this show. It's not on this specific show. So you have to get the private secret link to get to this. So I want you to go to secretsofsupermom.com forward slash secret podcast. Yes, you will end your five days ready to put your vision into action. Yes, you can listen in your favorite podcast player. It's going to be very easy to load it up and be able to access it. Head to secretsofsupermom.com forward slash secret podcast, or this will be in the show notes if you need to grab it later and enter there to join us. All right. Are you ready to kick off the questions? Let's do it. Okay. Emily wants to know, what do you do when you get super behind in everything and then you're super overwhelmed and don't know where to start? Um, I call this spinning. So Uh, That is that feeling. I'm sure that you guys have felt it before, and I certainly have felt it, where you have so many things to do that everything feels like it's impossible. You don't know where you should start. You don't know if someone says, do you need help? You know you do, but you don't even know what to ask for because you just have filled your plate so full. So when this happens to me, I stop and I sit and I just brain dump it all. I put everything on a list. I get everything out because a lot of the times it's because I've had some of the things that I need to do are like clearly in a to-do list, but some of them are still in my head. And that's part of what's causing the stress. So I get it all out and I look at what I have really truly tangibly to do because then that lets me have a visual view of what's happening. And then I can say, Now I can see what the priorities are. Now I can work with someone to prioritize. Now I can ask for help tangibly because I know what's on the list. So now I can figure out if there are things I can drop, right? If there are things I can delete. Because when it's all up in my head, spinning around in there, and I am in that sort of panicked feeling, that is when I am least efficient, least intelligent, really, right? I kind of feel dumb in my head instead of feeling really focused and really smart and able to get everything done. So that is what I do when I am feeling just overwhelmed or spinning or like I don't know where to start. Okay. Heather wants to know, what do you think the secret to your consistency in all aspects of your life is? What do you think is the secret to your consistency? So I do not skip things very often. And if I do, I never let myself go more than a day. So for example, I have a morning routine that I do every day. I do it weekends. I do it weekdays. And if for some reason I skip it, I never let myself go more than a day of skipping it. Uh, Because for me, staying consistent is really the secret sauce. It is doing things consistently. It is not doing things occasionally. And for me, Stopping and starting is restarting. The restarting is the hardest part. So for workouts, for example, this is a good example because I, uh, it's not something I've done in my whole life. So it's very easy for me to see the difference between when I was not a person who worked out or a person who worked out sporadically. And I am a person who now works out consistently. If I 
stop working out. So for example, if I go on a vacation and I don't do any of my workouts, it is painfully hard for me to get started again when I return. So when I go on vacation, yes, I still work out because it is so much harder for me to restart than it is for me to just keep going. So when I have something that's working for me, like a morning routine, like a workout, like meal planning process, I know that that restart will be so hard. And so that lets me stay consistent and allows me to to push through, even if I don't feel like doing it, because I know how much harder it will be if I give it more time um, to stop. Erin wants to know, how are you always smiling? (laughs) Well, that's very nice. Um, I think there's a couple of things, honestly. I have a Gratitude practice that I practice every single day. So every single day, I write down three things I'm grateful for. Um, I actually send um, them currently to a business bestie. I didn't always do that, but I did always write them down. So three things in the last 24 hours that I am grateful for. I do this every single day. And so I think that a big part of smiling and being happy uh, in and truly actually being happy, right? Not just smiling, but being dead inside. I am actually smiling with joy that is coming from the inside because I'm constantly looking for things to be grateful for. I write, I'm writing these down so I can find them all the time. And so it's so easy for me now to find things that make me happy because I'm always on the lookout for them. And so I am able to be smiling because I am truly feeling lots of joy in my life. I I believe I've always been happy, but I'm probably the happiest I've ever been right now. And I believe very strongly that that's part gratitude practice and then part just being really, um, really intentional with how my mind is thinking. So by that, I mean, if something, if my mind, if I think something sort of negative, right? If I think, oh, why does it have to be this way? Or this is so annoying. Or why is it like this? I think, is this really a big deal? Is it, what is going on with you that this is happening? And usually I can find something, right? I can find, oh, right, I didn't get enough sleep last night or I woke up, you know, 10 times to let a, a pooping dog out, <laughs> right? Or I am, I realize, oh, I am super irritated, but I skipped lunch today. So I haven't eaten in like seven hours and my mind is like, give me some food. So I can usually find a reason for this negative impact in my mind and I can fix it, right? Because I can take a nap if I want to, or I can eat food or I can take a breath or I can take a walk. I can do things that allow me to fix my mindset and shift my mindset instead of allowing myself to wallow in a negative feeling that is probably not even true. Devin wants to know, oh, this is such a good one, y'all. How do you get through marriage with the challenge of having young kids? How do you not fall out of love with all the stress around having multiple young children? Um, So I, as many of you know, and if you've been a listener for a long time, you know I have four children. They are six years apart, top to bottom. So um, they, I had a six-year-old, I had a four-year-old, I had a two-year-old or almost three-year-old and I had a baby. Um, my husband traveled most of every week. And so he was gone a lot. And so keeping connected in marriage is, is probably my biggest challenge. I'm going to be super honest with you guys. I don't talk about, I talk about Jeremy occasionally, but I actually don't talk about our marriage very often because it is probably the hardest thing for me. 
I think with parenting, children are different and you have to try different things, but you can keep trying and oftentimes find something that work that works. And in business, in your career, there's these problem-solving techniques that you can put into play and you find something that works. But when two adult humans are living life differently and trying to stay connected, it is sometimes you try and try and try different things and nothing works, right? Or you haven't found the thing that works yet. And that can be such a challenge. And it can be so exhausting when you're working so hard at everything else. You're working so hard at being a great parent and you're working so hard at being great at your job or in your career. And you're working so hard at being a great friend and a great sister and a great everything, right? So it's so hard. And I think also our partner often gets the brunt of us. I tell my, um, I tell my husband that he gets the, the real of me. So, um, I don't swear. Uh, I don't swear on the show. I, I don't swear very much in real life, but if I am frustrated, my husband gets all the truck driver swearing, right? He gets to hear all of the, the frustration that I might have. He gets to, you know, he sees the, the things that are most frustrating to me. And so I think being able to share those inner parts helps stay connected. Um, I also think that prioritizing time together is really important. Um, I, we went for a lot of years where we would think, wow, we haven't been on a date night in six months, or we haven't been on a date night in almost a year, like no time alone. That is not how to stay connected as a marriage in a marriage. So if you are not doing date night, I still do not do it as often as I want to do it, but sure as heck we're doing it more often spending time together, focused time together so that we're not just going through the motions and going through the days. Um, I'm also a giant fan of counseling. I, um, I couldn't convince my husband to do it for a long time. I, and then I finally convinced him that it's, it would be a great plan. We were not doing poorly. We were doing well. And I said, this is a great time to go because it will help us be stronger. Um, we're already feeling connected and now this will help us get stronger. So we, um, have done counseling in the past. And so that has really been helpful And I really just think being open in communication and working hard and each partner being willing to try and try and try and try is how you stay connected in marriage. And it's still really freaking hard. Kristen wants to know, what are your favorite tips for keeping a positive attitude? I kind of talked about that a little bit with the, with the smile, um, with the smile feedback. So Uh, Again, the gratitude practice is really big for me. Um, Asking myself, is it true? Is this helpful? Asking myself these questions if my mind goes where I'm not happy for it to be. Uh, And then also really just paying attention to other people makes me happy. So paying attention to what is going on with other people, connecting with my husband, connecting with my kids, connecting with my friends, all of these things make me happy. And I know that. So I do these things so that I can stay positive and stay happy. Emily wants to know, what guest interview do you think back on often? Oh, okay. Interesting. This is a good one. So Lately, truly, I have thought back on my interview um, with Jennifer Kalari. Uh, I think that's episode number 91. I think it's 91. It was fairly recent. I'll put this in the show notes if you guys want to go back and listen to any of these. But with Jennifer Kalari, she talked about the calm method and she talked about being a calm parent. And there are some strategies that she taught 
in in that episode, you know, we kind of did some role playing and stuff. It was very cool. Um, she taught some things in that episode that I thought were very, very awesome. And I started to apply them and y'all, they're working. They are working. I've recommended this episode to actual real life friends to listen to. So there are some really great tips in that episode. And and me being able to apply them in my real life is always just even better, right? Sometimes I talk to women, I'm like, oh my goodness, I do that too. It's so good. But these things I wasn't doing and I didn't know about. And so it was amazing to learn them and be able to start applying them and use them. So I loved that one. Um, Mandy Nuttall, I think about hers often. She talks about um, sex with you, talking about sex with your kids. She has a book that is really um, a great way to go through all topics of sex, all sorts of reproductive uh, things as well as, um, uh, you know, outer topics that are, that are in relation to sex. And then, and then of course the act- actual reproduction process, uh, pregnancy, all the things. I-, I think that that conversation was really awesome. And I think back on that. And of course I have, as you guys know, my oldest is 13, my youngest is six. So I have a variety of conversations happening, a variety of questions happening, a variety of levels of question and conversation that needs to happen and can happen. And so it's always interesting to go back to that one and to reference her book um, when I have questions or or I'm not sure how to answer something. So that one's really good. And then I think lastly is probably my How to Plan Your Best Year Ever series. I did that last year as we went into the new year, and I loved those interviews so much. I really did. I thought they were all different, but all really powerful. And so um, next week, actually, as a little bonus, I'll give you guys a little heads up. There is going, we're doing a combination of those. We're going to pull all those together, the best tips from all seven of those episodes together into one episode so that you can get um, just a refresher of how to plan your best year ever. And then, of course, we've got our podcast coming and we've got our how to plan your best year workshop coming. So we've got all these things coming that will really help you have the greatest year ever. And so I love thinking back on those because they're just wonderful tips to use throughout your year. Heather wants to know, how do you keep focused when there are so many fun new habits and routines to try? (laughs) I like this one too. So I think that I rarely try to start more than one habit at a time. So you will hear me when I talk to you all about putting in new routines, new habits. It, I am very, a very big fan of starting small and building. So I will, it would be very rare for me to suddenly say, I'm going to change my exercise plan and my meal plan and, uh, and I'm going to start a morning routine and I'm going to have a nighttime regimen and I'm going to start journaling. No. Wow. Whoa. No. That is not how I have ever been able to be consistent in the past. A big overhaul has never, ever worked for me. It has never worked for clients that I work with. And so I know that the small little steps forward into the things that you want to try are the things that work. So when I started journaling, for example, I started journaling, um, I think the very end of 2020 is when I started journaling consistently. I didn't start anything else during that time. I was never journaling. I knew it should be powerful. I knew people said it was powerful. I already had a morning routine in place. I already was doing a gratitude practice. I already was working out. So I was already doing things that made me feel good. And this was a new thing to add to see if that worked too, not 15 things at the same time. So if I think something is going to be useful for me, if something is going to 
really make a difference on top of the routines I have, I'll certainly try it, and but I'll try it by itself. And then I get to decide, right? I get to decide if it's something that works for me and it's awesome, like journaling, or I can decide if, and gratitude, I'll say that, and then I get to decide if it doesn't work, right? I get to decide if I'm like, mm, this is not a routine I really am, am loving. Uh, you know, for for example, if if it was like an afternoon workout routine, I can't really see loving that. <laughs> Working out in the morning is what really works for me. And so I think that that is really how I stay focused is just trying one thing at a time and seeing what really fits. Jen wants to know, what made you want to start your own business? Um, I don't know that I did. <laughs> I don't know that I did want to start my own business. What I did want was a creative outlet um, to be able to do, to use my mind differently than I did in parenting and in my main career. So my very first foray into business was photography. And so being able to do photography is totally different than my career in clinical research. And so it was exciting and different. And I had to learn all sorts of really fun new things. And so I liked that and it grew into a little business. Um, and then the book and and the podcast and all of the things that have come from this super mom journey. Again, I really wanted to write a book because I felt called to do it. I really thought that starting the podcast would be able to reach more people, would allow me to share all of the things that I learned writing the book uh, and, and diving into secrets of super mom. And so starting a business sort of became a result of that, but not necessarily me having some sort of entrepreneur dream. So different than a lot of entrepreneurs who are, you know, they know that they want to start a business and go out there and run the world. That really wasn't me. Um, so my business sort of grew out of it. And and now, of course, I want to make it amazing, but I, um, I didn't start out that way. And then we are down to our last question, if you can imagine. We are at our last question. And Kristen, wants to know what books, podcasts, or resources do you recommend for a growth mindset? Oh, interesting. Okay. So, well, if you have not read Mindset by Carol Dweck, that is specifically a book about research and a growth mindset. So specifically focused on a growth mindset. That is certainly, um, certainly a great, great place to start. But when I think mindset, I... I sort of think about different things and a growth mindset. So in my mind, a growth mindset is having the understanding that I can learn something new. I can be different than I was before, right? I, I am not the way that I am fixed today. I can change. I can grow. And so for me, I really want to grow in a whole lot of ways. And so like my money mindset, for example, uh, that's something that I want to change. My, I want to not hang on to all of the things I was taught when I was a child. And so there have been a couple of things I've loved for money mindset. Um, one is the podcast, The Chris Harder Show, that he talks a lot about money mindset. He also will text you <laughs> money mindset things if you if you join his text list. And I really like that. So I've done that. And then I got a book from a coach I work with, uh, and it is called Chill and Prosper. And uh, it's by Denise Duffield Thomas. And that one, again, is about money mindset and um, and entrepreneur mindset, I think, too. But, but I think both of those things have been really helpful. Uh, if I think about sort of me being better 
uh, me being better than I was the day before and wanting to be better. I think uh, I'll tell you a few books that I've loved. Uh, Atomic Habits, if you guys haven't read that, I mean, goodness, it's been at the uh, the New York Times bestseller, top of the list for weeks, for months, years. It's been, it's it's wildly famous, but but it's great. So, I mean, I certainly would recommend that one. I actually love High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. I loved that book. That might be the first habit book I ever read. And I, it's very research dense and it's pretty long, but it's so good. I loved that one. So I really felt like those, some of those um, performance of high perform, or, uh, habits of high performing people really just spoke to me. I loved that. So that's another one. I loved, um, uh, what is it? 15 Laws of Growth, I think. F- 15 Irrefutable Laws of Go- Growth, something like that by John Maxwell. Uh, I'll, I, I'll put the links to all of these in the show notes so you guys can see kind of what I'm talking about. And then I actually really loved The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. I loved the concept of trying out new, a new thing every month that would help you be happier. I loved that concept. I thought, wow, I could totally do that with so many things in my life. And what that would allow me to grow, right? Whether I'm becoming happier or having better habits or doing um, doing a better morning routine or whatever it is. So I really, really thought that one was a great one. And then I'll just tell you just a few of, you know, if I'm thinking about entrepreneur business mindset, the podcasts that I listen to pretty consistently um, every week or, or most weeks are Crush the Rush by Holly Marie Haynes, Gold Digger by Jenna Kutcher, Online Marketing Made Easy by Amy Porterfield and The Art of Online Business by Rick Mulready. Um, I listen to most of their episodes and like I mentioned, the Chris Harder show before, um, but I listen to those consistently. And then if someone tells me about a podcast that sounds amazing, I will listen. I really love to learn. I love to take in new information. I love to be better than I was the day before. So I'm constantly growing and I guess I, I have a whole lot of ways, I guess, that I that I like to try and grow. And that was our final question. Y'all, this has been so fun. I, If you liked this type of episode, I would love to hear it. I would love to, your feedback. So send me a DM, send me an email. Tell me that you loved it. Tell me that you never want me to do this again. <laughs> tell me whatever you want to tell me. And if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast... I think it's a great time for me to ask. I rarely ask for this. Um, We do have some reviews, but when it is rated, when it is reviewed, this says to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcast platforms, hey, people like this. Hey, people are listening to this. Hey, we should show this to more people. So if it is in your soul, I would love for you to go in right now and rate the podcast, give it a hopefully wonderful rating and a lovely review, and tell me what you like. So in the meantime, I hope that you have a fantastic holiday season, a fantastic new year. I can't wait for you to hear next week's episode to get you really excited for the new year. And I am thrilled for all that is to come in 2023. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.